Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Zivi Owens, and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. This 30-minute podcast features a new author interviewed by me every single day, 365 days a year for about 30 minutes. I am also the publisher for Zibby Books, which publishes 12 books a year in fiction and memoir. Our books are already out now. You can check it out on zibbybooks.com. And we have a magazine called Zibby Mag, where we have lots of wonderful essays and lifestyle features. That's at zibbymag.com. We have classes at zibbyclasses.com. And I recently opened a bookstore in LA called Zibby's Bookshop at 1113 Montana Avenue at 11th Street in Santa Monica. I hope that you are able to enjoy some of our other offerings. But this here podcast is the basis of all of it and started in 2018. And no matter what I do, this is basically my favorite thing. Enjoy. Audrey Balazza and Emily Harding are co-authors of the novel Emma on 83rd Street, Audrey is a two-time Emmy-nominated TV producer who has spent over 20 years writing, developing, and executive producing nonfiction television shows for a number of networks and streaming platforms. Audrey lives in New Jersey with her husband and two children. Emily Harding is a writer and TV producer whose work has appeared on numerous networks and websites. When not hunched over her computer working on her bad posture, she can be found losing another game of Monopoly to her husband and two kids. Welcome, Audrey and Emily. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to talk about Emma of 83rd Street. Thank you for having us. Thank you for us. having us. Can I just say the first time I read this, I did not, or when I read this, not the first time, but I did not realize this was based on Emma. 
And I, and then I, <laughs> I'm, I guess, a moron. But anyway, yeah. and then I read the back and was like, oh, okay. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Whether or not you catch on to that, you know, piece of it, it is still a great book. Let me put it that way. <laughs> yes. You don't Thank have you. to have read the original. doesn't matter. You could no, have read it or really not. Don't. It doesn't matter. Yeah. No. Uh, so maybe we should back up and you can tell people what Emma of 83rd Street is about. Yeah. Well, I mean, Emma of 83rd Street is Jane Austen's Emma, set in modern day Manhattan. And she's an Upper East Side girl who has the world figured out, if only everyone would listen to her. And uh, her best friend, George Knightley, lives behind her and they've grown up together. And it's really, we stayed very close to the original story of Emma. We just translated the different events and plot points to what would actually happen if those characters lived in New York City right now which was so much fun because it is, <laughs> it it's incredible how much is actually quite relevant today and was easy to kind of just put in with very little change, which I guess is why it's such a, a popular story. Still, we can still relate to it. You, I don't know if you know um, Jenny Lee, who wrote Anna Kay and Anna Kay Forever or something. Yes. Like, yeah. You know her? Mm-hmm. I feel like you, t- that would be a really fun event, you know, retelling yes. Anna Karenina. <laughs> Anna yes. Grenada meets Emma in modern day. You know, what other? It's so true. All those right? crossovers. Yeah, uh-huh. all those crossovers. Yeah. Could, be, could be fun. You could almost do like a, a screening of both those movies. You know, like have a day where you rewatch. Double feature. Double feature. Yeah. I don't know. I love it. Facebook watch party. I don't know. Not that you need ideas. I love it. And I found out the other day, there's like a whole thing of people are annoyed by all the people saying, you should do this, you should do that. And I'm like, I literally tell people on my podcast every day, you should do this. You should try this. And I'm like, oh no, am I actually like annoying everybody that I guess I should stop? I need people telling me what to do. We do that all the time. I feel like people are always asking us advice. I know. Or I ask God to like, tell me what I should do. I have no idea. Please. And you give great advice too. <laughs> yeah, you need it. That's what you friends are for. People look yeah. at you to be as a friend, so they're like, "What should I do?" Okay. So there you go. <laughs> okay, good. I, I, I'm using this as an official sanction that I can, you know, yeah. you're allowed to. <laughs> yes, sanction. Bring it on. It's official approval. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wait, so I heard the two of you decided to do this book together over a wine-soaked night in 2020. I didn't hear it. I just read that. Um, okay, <laughs> yeah. so, so give give me the real backstory. I want to hear the whole thing. That sort of is the real backstory. We were, well, it was the beginning of the pandemic and we both were at home trying to homeschool our children and we missed each other. We missed being at work and what everybody was going through. And um, so I think we were late night texting. And at this point, like Emily had sent me things that amazing things that she had written, uh, books and screenplays. And I sent her some things that I had written. And then I think I, I can't remember exactly how it went down, but it, it took about four minutes to all come together. But I do remember Emily saying, we should write something together. And I'm like, oh, well, how do you do that? And she's like, you know, we've worked together for so long in our television careers that we sort of can read each other's minds almost. And it was yeah. really kind of like, why don't we can do it the same way we kind of develop and write and produce a television show and let's do a breakdown and let's sort of split up the chapters. And it just sort of came together. And then we thought, what should we do? Let's do something that we both love and mean something to us. And it can be almost a guideline for the stories that we want to tell, uh, but make it modern and set it in Manhattan, a place that we have lived forever and kind of go from there. And that's how it started. And then we just started doing it. It was kind of, with no intention 
of anything yeah. other than writing it for each other. It wasn't like, let's write a book. It was like, let's write some fun chapters and see what happens. And then it kind of just came together and we're like, is is this good or is this not good? <laughs> and we That's gave it true. to a couple of people to read, we gave it to my mom to read. And people were like, this is really good. And we're like, okay. And then we kind of, it went from there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The story keeps going. It's like, you know, that yeah, was two years ago. Yeah. But we had no idea it was going to go as get to this point. So I think yeah. actually there was a point when we got an agent for it and we were like, oh my gosh, it's happening. And I think we actually were saying, we're like, what if Sibby had us on her show? Like, wouldn't that be crazy? Did. Oh, like, I'm not, you did not. We were, oh we no, did. we were like, we were thinking like, this is high in the sky stuff. And we were, we're like, you can't, don't even say that. Don't even say that. Cause it's not going to happen. So I think it, everything keeps surpassing our expectations mm-hmm. it, and it's, so it's, it's wonderful. But it, at the end of the day, it's still just this, I look at it and it's just this kind of gift we gave mm-hmm. each other to get through a really rough time. And we just helped each other through these little chapters. And it was, it was fantastic. It was really lovely. I feel like I didn't exactly have that with a friend during COVID. You know, I mean, I was so, I mean, not that I don't have friends. I I have, I love my friends, but I didn't have like a one person who I was helping me like get through aside from my husband kind of thing. Right. (laughs) It would have been nice if I had created a book. I feel like it was me in my (laughs) office. You know, I was like, on podcasts all the time, like, but behind me, it was just like family. Yeah. I, I don't know. All I'm trying to say is that's so nice. You have that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We're, yeah, we're, it was needed. It was, it was yes. we blame the wine. Yes. The wine helps. It does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I feel bad. I really love my friends and I have a very close friend. Anyway. Well, okay. How did it work in theory? Like what program did you use? How did you do something together? Cause I'm fascinated by how people collaborate on something so creative that comes out of your mind and your subconscious and all this stuff. And yet you do it together. So how did you make that work? Google Docs. Yeah, it was Google Docs. You know, Audrey would make a chapter, send it to me, which was lovely. We'd get the, you know, in our inbox being like, you know, Audrey has shared with you chapter 20. Yeah. So we'd read each other's chapters. But then as we kept going with our visions, you get an update with Google Docs in your inbox when someone's made a change or made a note. So you run to your computer and you look and you can see. So it was almost like text conversations we were having within the documents about what we were okay. doing. And I think, and we've said this before, because we were in TV and it's really cutthroat and they, there is no ego. You can't have an ego because it, it is destroyed and shredded quickly. We were able to like say, Hey, I don't think that's working or eh, this, we might need to lose this. And it was never personal. It was always this like very professional. We almost got into TV mode of like, all right, this needs to be cut. This needs, we need something here. And so that was very helpful in the whole process as well. That was all done yeah. via Google Docs. and We also <laughs> learned on Google Docs that there's a limit to the amount of notes oh, that yeah. you can put because That's true. we had like a 400 page book. And sometimes you would just start writing they, like, hey, did you pick up your kid from school? Oh, did you hear the Google Doc? Start- oh yeah, we'd be texting. Yes, we'd just start <laughs> writing things. And then we'd be like, doesn't this remind you of this time when we were in the city? And you're, I thought it was unlimited. So you just like write, it was, we were literally yeah. writing these text conversations back and forth that was, we didn't think this was going anywhere. Like we really were just kind of doing this for ourselves. Yeah. And you got that alert and you're like, you've reached your comment limit. And I'm like, you can have a comment limit. Oh my God. So you have to then, I was like, we have a comment limit. What do we do now? And do we have to like move the whole document to a new one? Start it happened like two or three times. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is so funny. Yeah. It was really funny. Did you know yeah. you can also run out of iCloud storage space and that there's a limit at which they will not let you buy more because I got there. 
They won't let you buy yeah. more? Oh no. You have to create a new persona. You you Just, can't even buy it. They won't even take my money oh my God. <laughs> to give oh, me no. more space. You only get like two terabytes or something. And I'm I have so like I have oh, like no. a hundred like millions of pictures yeah. and all of that that yes. I have up there in the cloud. And yeah. I know. Oh no, yeah. that's like a new Good thing to, to me to worry about because I am getting close. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to, <laughs> but actually then this is so off topic, yeah. but anyway, then my kids showed that and you can delete all the screenshots. Like I take screenshots all the time, but I don't really need them more than like two seconds yeah. or whatever. So there's a thing that you can just delete all your screenshots. So then I deleted like 50,000 photos in like a minute and then I had more storage. Anyway, delete your screenshots. That's a, that's my, user tip. oh my gosh, yeah. I didn't yeah. know you could do that either. Delete half the stuff on my computer. My husband's always like you, this thing, how is it even functioning? <laughs> you have everything open. You have a billion yeah emails and text things like delete. Like I can't. I know. Me too. I always what have like 500, 500 tabs open. And I'm like, yeah, five, 500 tabs. 500 open. And my tabs son's open. like, he's like, you have to close those. And I'm like, totally. It's, okay. it's still, it's still working. But there's no thing that says close all tabs. Yeah. It's so annoying. Why don't they I need that? a tab? What if I need a tab? <laughs> you never know. You could need to come back to it. You never know. Weeks. What if I need to to, you know, get that Zara cart going with my clothes. That's yeah. right. That's right. I know. The article I meant to read, like, six yes. Ago, yes. still open. I'm going to get back there. I am. I'll get back there at some point. <laughs> anyway. Oh my God. Wait, so tell me about both of your TV careers and, and all of your careers in writing in general and, like, creativity. And just, like, take me back. Where where did you both grow up? And, like, just, like, how did we get here? Where? Give me the backstory. Okay. So I grew up in New Jersey. And, you know, I guess came to New York a lot, but it's not the same as being a New Yorker. But anyway, so I grew up in New Jersey, <laughs> I know. And, you know, just kind of my mom's a writer. And so I kind of grew up with books and, you know, and in high school kind of went to a girl's school and just sort of fell in love with all these, you know, uh, strong, complicated uh, women heroes in different books that we were reading. And then out of college, I moved to the city and moved back to Manhattan. And um, I got a job at the Food Network. And I was working at the Food Network for, I worked there for a very long time. I was on camera. I was, and then realized I wasn't very good at that. <laughs> so then I moved to be behind the camera and um, sort of, you know, started producing and writing and just kind of becoming part of the Food Network and television world. And then moved on to work at different production companies. And so worked on like, baby shows, like baby story and uh, wedding shows and all types of kind of lifestyle. And then kind of worked at this production company. And that's where I met Emily. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and then we started working on a million different shows together. And we had, uh, we had, we'd started developing shows, which was different than producing shows. So uh, we had to come up with the ideas. We had a brainstorm. We had to travel all over the country together. Um, even when we first met, like the first assignment we had was uh, oh, we went to a jail in Pittsburgh and we did a story. It was a pilot. I think it was for like Lifetime or something. And we had to it was about the female wardens there and they were amazing these amazing characters but we were you know we just, just met those girls from new york like in a jail oh my just God. met yeah that's and sharing a hotel room you know, you know? You know i'm like what are they doing going to jail for the food network oh no like, I yeah feel like there would be better places no this was for yeah this was for because we pitched to all different yeah. types of production yeah, 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 all yeah. different networks so but anyway oh my gosh was, so we became friends fast. And, and we realized we were kind of in the same stage of life when we met, where we had, you know, dated a million people that were the wrong guys. And then we had recently, I just married my husband, she had married her husband. And we, I think you 
might have been pregnant with your daughter. I started I my I started that job and like four months later I found out I was pregnant. It was just like really bad, right. bad timing. And I was around. trying to get pregnant and I was like, I can't believe she's pregnant. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I got pregnant like a year later. So it all kind of worked out and we just became like instant friends. We had so much in common. And I was thinking about it because we had spent so much time just growing up in New York that I was thinking about this today, Emily. Like I was probably, we were probably out at the same bars at the same time, but didn't oh, absolutely. know that, you know, like we were probably like downtown at some bars together or at Arlene's Grocery or at the Met or at museums together, but not knowing each other yet because we were there at the same time. But we just always kept missing each other. Yeah. It, everything parallels yes. so much. I mean, yes. you might've seen me. I'm from New might York. Have. I know. They, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we could have. You even hear those stories. Yeah. That you miss I'm people. older than you, I'm sure, but I... I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, think so. so you are. I think we're all the same age. Really? really? Yeah. yeah. I yes. <laughs> I look much older than you, so I'm not going to make it, but I feel like I'm definitely older. (laughs) Makeup. No. uh, I know. I think about that all the time. All the people who are like packed into like automatic slims the same night, you know, and all that back in the day. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Who else was there that like fast forward, we're all like on Zooms or, you know, where we are professional together, you know? So (laughs) absolutely. I I I see why people write those books about like their younger selves running into their current selves. You know how they're like, that's like whole like subgenre. Oh, yes. Like, yep. yes. Like, I don't, not time travel, but I don't even know what you call it. Sci- it's not even sci-fi. Like, I, I, anyway, I get it because I'm so <laughs> interested in like running into, like just if I could peer in and see who else was yes. there. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I would see absolutely. Emily. I know it. And maybe we would see yeah. you too. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. That, I mean, it's totally possible. I think that was... It was just very, it, writing the book, I think, let us go back into those memories a bit. And I think for me, you know, I moved around a lot growing up. So I was Minnesota, Florida, Alabama, everywhere. But I was born in New York after college in Boston. I came back and it was, I wanted to get into documentaries. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, I was going to change the world and do documentaries. And so I worked at uh, A&E and History Channel for a long time, which was fantastic. But during the course of that is when reality TV really got into its own and it's a different beast. So I was trying to find my place there and went to MTV for a while. And then I, I, I quit MTV and it's like, I need to work at a production company where they're doing cool things, doing fun things. That's when I ended up at this production company with Audrey. And it was, you know, we always say the best thing from that experience were the friends we made. We met this, the, yes. everyone working at that company, you know, all the people in our group was, were amazing. I mean, well, there were still the cause. Type- I don't know if we can say. Oh, you can't say? Okay, don't worry about it. No, I don't care. Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm not going to have heard of it. It doesn't matter. No, you wouldn't have heard of it. I wouldn't have heard of it. a small production company. But okay. the the friendships we made, like there's like five women and one guy, the the six of us. The six we of go, us. We go on trips together. Like we became oh so gosh. tight. Yeah. When you go through, I always say when it depends, sometimes the, when you have a, a great production company or a great experience on a television show, sometimes you don't really stay in touch with people. It went well and you move on. But when you go through this like tough times, you know, there were ups and downs. Some of it was great. But when it's like hard, you kind of really bond. And so all of us became really close and uh, we're still close and we still hang out. And they're yeah. all amazing people with amazing careers. So yeah, it was the best part yeah. of it. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. It really was. It was amazing. Yeah. So yeah. And I think, yeah, then Audrey and I became friends and I moved to Texas a couple of years before the pandemic because my husband's job brought us down here. And he, it was just, you know, she and we would all still Zoom and I would still come up to New York all the time. And we were still trying to do TV, but I'd always mm-hmm. loved writing. I'd gone to school for writing. I loved writing. So I was still always trying to make that work. And the pandemic shut down television. Like even if we'd loved and wanted to keep doing it, there was nothing to be done. You couldn't do anything. And I think that we just needed to be productive and needed kind of an outlet in this time where, you know, I'm trying to remember how to do long division for my daughter. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. So it was just a great chance to be creative, really. They've totally destroyed long division. I don't understand the new way. I still do not understand. I think our way is so much better. I don't Uh, know. I know. Yeah. I can't, I don't, she was explaining it to me the other day and I was just nodding and hoping that she would, you know, she would buy it because I have no idea. I'm just no really, idea. I'm relieved they understand it because <laughs> I true. Yes. You know, I'm like, well, you yeah. seem to have a grasp of this, so I'm going to just let you do your thing. My son seems to get it. How old are all your kids? Uh, my daughter is 11, about to be 12, and my son's nine. And my, I have two boys and they are eight. Well, he's turning eight and um, the older one is 10, turning 11. Yes. So we got, I got a first grader and a fifth grader. So Amazing. yeah. I have a, and your, I, your kids are around that age. Yeah, too, right? I have an eight-year-old in second grade boy and nine-year-old, almost 10. Well, not almost. She's like two-thirds. Or anyway, she's in <laughs> yeah. third grade going on like 30. And yeah. <laughs> then I have uh, twins who are almost 16, but they're in ninth grade. Boy, girl. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, ninth grade. So high yeah. school. I know. I'm in a different phase there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's totally different. Um, How nice for the little ones to see that for the older ones. Sometimes it's nice. Okay. So the book, so you wrote the book together and then how did it end up getting sold and getting coming out? And like, what was that journey? Like, was it fun? Like compared to TV? Was it, I mean, it must've been so slow compared to TV. It was, it's actually TV is so slow. I mean, it is during the process, I had a show at submission when we started this book. And by the time we sold the, really up until this last January, that show was still in like development, like it just, uh, okay. it, once it shows in production, it goes, but in development, yeah. it just takes forever. So this was, this timeline, two and a half years really was on par okay. for our experience. Yeah. But I think it all, I mean, we had a friend who used to be in publishing 
Audrey, and you know, we sent it for her just as a beta reader, really. Yeah. I, and she was the yeah. one. Yeah. That, my, it's a good friend of mine, Molly Lyons, and that I grew up with, my Jersey connections. And, and so we sent it as a beta reader and she was like, you really should send it out to agents and, you know, here, this is how you should do it. And sort of explain to us how that world worked, which Emily knew more. I didn't really know as well. Um, and we just started doing that. And um, we got an agent kind of quickly. And um, she's amazing. And she was Joelle. Joelle. And she, she loved you. She's amazing. She's, I, really, she was like, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do things. And she started pitching around. And, the, and actually, the process of pitching around our manuscript was very similar to pitching a television show. So mm-hmm. we were like, we get this part. We know how to, we know how to you know, package this and make it look nice. And we know what words we're supposed to say and 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 how to make this document look right. So that's what we, we had to make these decks, you know, and, and sizzle reels for television. Uh, but we had the manuscript, I guess, which was the equivalent. And um, so we just started pitching that around and um, it kind of, you know, went from there. And then we, we got to where we are, to gallery. Yeah, gallery. Molly, uh, yeah, Molly Gregory, gallery is our editor. And she also was such a godsend. You hear horror stories oh sometimes, like not necessarily editors, but that it's tough, the whole process, and you have to champion your book. And not just Molly, but everyone at Gallery. It's just this team that is so supportive. And they yeah, maybe it's because they love the book the same way we do, but they've it's just been a lovely experience. We've been so lucky. We really made it have. better. Amazing. Yeah. It they was, made it way yeah. better. I mean it Yeah. Was this always your title? Yes. yes. Okay. It was. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. I think that's all we had. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one that was the one thing that came out of that one text conversation. We're like, we should call it Emma of 83rd Street. Yeah. <laughs> how, how did you pick 83rd? Random. Okay. I think it was just because the museum plays such a huge part in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. yeah true. So there was like, well, it's either 82nd, 83rd, or 84th. And so yeah, 83rd just sounded the best with her name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's, yeah. Close, to, that's close to Lyle on East 88th Street. You know, Lyle. Yes. You know. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and how did you decide whose name went first? Is it alphabetical? Yes. Yeah. Alphabetical. It's just alphabetical. No, no, yeah. big, no, big I, think they, no. I don't even think we realized Knocked it. Down drag ads. No, <laughs> no, no. And somebody asked Nothing. us, I think they asked us and we did it. We're like, I alphabetical. I don't mean. Uh, yeah. We're like, <laughs> whatever you think. Yeah. We're like, no, let's say what Emily was saying before. Like there's no ego. We're just like, what? We can't believe we got this yeah. far. Like, <laughs> so we get our names on it? That's amazing. Great. <laughs> We're going to put our picture on it? Great. <laughs> cool. Great. Ooh, we don't care. Whatever. What are some creative things you're doing like for marketing or events or like when the book is coming out that you're excited about or that maybe you weren't expecting to be doing or any of that? Your luncheon? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I'm really excited about that. Out so oh, yay. I'm so glad you'll, you'll be there. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, this, I think they, when we first started it, we met our publicist, uh, Lucy. She was like, you know, we're going to try to get you on some podcasts and do, you know, PR that way and just get you out. So we were expecting that. And I think we're just getting a lot of people reaching out now who have read advanced copies, who are like, we'd like to talk to you or doing their own, um, their own reviews and, and pitching for us, which is, hugely mm. surreal yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, you know, you have people reading something that you wrote and that they're, they, they love it and they want to help you put it out there. Yeah. But I think, yeah, we're, we're going to some bookstores and doing podcasts and kind of trying to travel around. It helps that we live in two different locations so we can divide and conquer a bit. Yep. But the more we can do things together, I think just an excuse to have to hang it's out more is, fun. <laughs> is good too. 
And are you going to do anything on 83rd Street? Do you want me to like go up there with the book? Maybe I'll go up there with the yes. book today and take a picture. Please. I live, oh I, live God, a, I live a few blocks away, you know. So, yes. Oh my God, um, you should. That would be yes. amazing. Take some shots. We'd love that. Whatever you'd like to do. Should I wait for the final or should I take the galley? I could wait for the final. You tell me. No, just I'll throw it in go. my bag. If I have <laughs> yeah, let's do that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. You're walking. Do it every day. Just I'll do be, it. Yeah. Oh my god, it's amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. Sure. No, I pass eighty third street all the time. Uh, <laughs> that's so funny. So what? What are you working on now? And in, oh, are gosh. you working on another book or no? There, that was a we sign. kind of. You know, we are, we're brainstorming. We're brainstorming. I think we love the being in, we love this Jane Austen world. I think we let our imaginations run wild with it. Um, And, you know, if you've read the book, I think you could see that a bit that we kind of were like not closing ourselves off to Emma. We were just thinking like her world is amazing and it does all translate to modern day uh, relationships and friendships really well. So I think we're playing around in that area. We'd love to stay in Jane Austen's world a little bit longer if she'll have us. But right now, nothing's set in stone. We're just enjoying it. We're trying to also hang on to what made Emma so special was that we were just doing it for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, we're enjoying the brainstorming and the, the fun bits because revisions are not fun. It's, it's, it's a lot of work. So the, the brainstorming and the working it out and doing all the fun bits, we're holding on to that <laughs> as much as we can right now. That's right. Someone <laughs> just told me this yesterday that they had been talking to somebody else who was like famous or something or a famous writer who told this person, this is how great my memory is. I'm like, somebody said something about someone. But anyway, the point of it was that it never gets more fun than writing the thing. Like Mm -hmm. that's the best part of the whole process is when you're actually doing the writing and the rest Mm -hmm. is like totally different. So go back to like the fun of the writing. Like that's what it's all about. So I'll summarize that from God knows where and just say that to you. (laughs) Yes. That is, that is true. That person was very smart. Yes, it's very true. That, that person was very smart. Yes. Right. And for us, it's reading each other's work. That's the fun mm. part too. Like we're oh, lucky true. that we get to do that, that I love reading whatever Emily writes and yeah, getting excited it's, about it. I know. It's yeah, great. That's, that's the best part of working together. But now mm. you have to find some place that doesn't limit your comments. Yes, I know. Do. I know. <laughs> so next or thing we might just invent. keep battling Google. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> crazy. It's been lovely though. I do love the idea that there's other people, like now we have other people coming into it. Like have you ever seen like Molly leaves us, our ed- other yeah. editor? And I was like, oh, we have more people coming in and like oh, erasing yeah. our, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Other our colors. Google Docs text. I know there's no more yeah. colors involved. Like Emily, you're so pink I think today. Anything- <laughs> She's like, you're green. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we won't, we won't leave Google Docs. We'll just keep bringing people into yeah, it yeah. for us. That's what we'll do. Like, yeah, this is fine. Interesting. Well, you know, I mean, maybe that you have to bring that into your next book, this little yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's true. That'd be I'm not going to say shit because now it's <laughs> amazing. Do you have any advice for aspiring authors? Oh gosh, I think I. You go, Emily. No, I always I always steal. Phoebe Waller Bridge had great advice, so I'm I'm going to do uh, you know a Michael Scott and steal it and, yep, and give it away. It. But, <laughs> but it's find find that one friend. Write for one friend. Find that one friend you like that you want to make laugh and cry and just write for them. Because I think that our experiences are more universal than we realize. And I think the idea of writing a book is so overwhelming. And if you just make it something small, like you're writing a story for a friend and you just start with not even a chapter, but a page, a scene, and you just go from there and and see where it leads you is a much less cumbersome task. And it also makes it a lot more fun. 
So I think that was advice she said after the Golden Globes a few years ago. And it's really just always stuck with me. And it really translated to what we did. Um, mm-hmm. So that would be, you know, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Emily Harding. That's, that's <laughs> Michael Scott. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Any office reference, I'll take. <laughs> <laughs> same advice, Audrey, or you have different um, Yeah, I know my same, yes. And also... Uh, don't get hung up on getting the perfect word as you're writing. Like, just keep going. So just mm-hmm. just leave a space and, you know, just go back to it. I feel like these, my son and, you know, his friends are all trying to write stuff. And I'm like, don't worry, but just keep going. Get to the end and you can go back and fix it. So I feel like just go for it and don't get discouraged and keep trying and just go for it. <laughs> I feel like just that's what it. we did with this. Just, just try it and don't worry. You're only, it's just for you. Yeah. Right. Like no one's looking. Yes. That's yeah. like no one's watching. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> T-shirts. Here we go. T-shirts. <laughs> yes. That's the next thing you should do. <laughs> oh, so many ideas. Okay. So well, this was really fun. Thank you. I can't believe this is like, no, thank you. Work. It's like, this is so fun. Uh, that went so fast. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this was lovely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Okay. I'm off to, I'll be off to 83rd street and I'll. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of moms don't have time to read books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at moms don't have time to read books. Also sign up for my newsletter at zibbyowens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. 